Okay, let's do this. Let's record the show. Everybody gotta record the show. I'm gonna record this podcast show. Ba 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 ba. Here we are, singing a song, recording it all day long. Here we go, record the show. It's gonna be double one. Dun 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 dun. Okay. Let's go. Theme song in three, two. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode 210, the Constitutionals Podcast, back from a, a hiatus after we previously already had a hiatus. Listen, if there's not going to be any news, I'm not going to force myself to sit down and record this stupid show for the little amount of money it makes. And by little, I mean none. It makes none money. And by none money, I mean it only makes mo- enough money. It only makes money. From a convent. Now, I don't know if you can hear this. It is currently about to storm uh, pretty heavily outside. And uh, it's very scary. Uh, And, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) It's a very scary time. We're getting uh, thunders. We're getting uh, uh, notifications from different various news organizations 210 not that not that much stuff to talk about uh last week i saw when i well not recording the podcast i saw uh, f9 i've really enjoyed my time with it uh you could tell that movie theaters are going to thrive because people were talking through and by people i mean one one set of uh, some ladies were talking throughout the entire film i want to say um uh, they would not shut up, and, and I was and I was in one of the first three rows away from the group of people that sit in the middle. So I was I went to AMC. People were sitting clustered in the middle, even though we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I went. I got there, and uh, I already I already previously bought my ticket, and I sat third row to the left um, on the edge because I needed. I'd like an edge seat just in case something goes down, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and I like to sit up. I, I I don't care about sitting in the middle, having the best seat. You know, it was a, it was it was a Dolby Cinema one. I spent the sixteen dollars on the ticket. Had the best screen, so I didn't. It didn't matter. Why, any angle, any angle, just like that new TV I got. Any angle doesn't matter. And it was it was still fun. I still had a, I had a good enjoyable time. Uh, F the Fast and Furious series five on is is, is great. Uh, even the even the ones that and you know one of the one of the complaints I heard I saw was that people people go oh it's uh, it's it's unbelievable you can't believe the action that happens in it yeah there's no you you can't believe the action that happens in the Disney Marvel's Black Widow either and one of them has a cast full of brown people while the other does not have any brown people at all. I still I stand by that, but still, Disney, hire me, baby. 
<laughs> I'll take anything at this point. Uh, you, it just got darker outside, and I do believe it's raining. I don't know if you can hear on the microphones, uh, but you'll notice that my lighting did get a little bit darker, so I have to adjust the lamps, the LED lamps, the LED lights. But whatever, doesn't matter. This camera's not that good anyway. <laughs> laptop my laptop is dying oh my gosh every time i i pick this thing up a new piece has fallen off like if, if a don't buy laptops excuse me I just hit the mic arm don't buy laptops that have a lot of uh you know like i think on um the microsoft surface this is a yoga 900 from like 2015 but i think the microsoft uh surface books which is the laptop version of the surface laptop Two in one, I guess. They have fabric on their keyboards for the for their palm rest and all that stuff, and like just fabric around the keyboards. And then for this one, there this was like the second time Lenovo did the flipping hinge laptop, and so it has a watch band style hinge. Where if you look at imagine like a a, a, a Rolex or something, I don't know, just a, a watch that has a metal metal band. Then it has a, a kind of it has a hinge like that. It it makes it look very sleek. It makes it look very fancy, uh, as fancy as that price tag was. Um, but the the big problem is that every, they kind of skimped out everywhere else. So the camera's not that good. Uh, again, for twenty fifteen, the screen bezel is huge, and the, my my biggest problem is that pieces are falling off. So. The, for the watch band hinge, they have tiny little, not bolts, but like end caps. And they have four of them. And over the past couple of years, they've just been falling off. And then there's uh, the plastic for where the USB ports are and the USB-C port have just... I noticed yesterday one just broke off completely. Like, not the port itself, but like the, the border on the side. So, this is an aging, aging beast. I don't understand how people use the same piece of technology for... Uh, years like the same phone like good lord that, I, I, that's why I had to get this uh, galaxy and then uh, what else did I do today oh today I just well actually I just finished watching the uh, new season of Big Brother season premiere now last year I distinctly said after you know the committee whatever they call themselves the six white people started uh, kicking out the brown people one by one I said I was never going to watch the show again but then I saw the cast for this new group of people and CBS has distinctly said multiple times on multiple occasions, so I have to take the I have to take the word for it that they're going to start doing you know uh, gender and racial uh, casting equality essentially, and what that amounts to in this new season of Big Brother and I and it and it can only get better it can only get better I God I hope so is that uh, there are uh, multiple people of color, multiple people who identify in the LGBTQ uh, world, uh, someone with a, a autism. Uh, let's see, I texted I texted a friend, and I'll read the text out to you. Update on Big Brother contestant diversity. This is out of nowhere. Asian, okay. I thought, I, I thought one of the, uh, one of the, uh, okay, Asian guy. Um, uh, gay black guy. Mexican black guy, half Mexican, half black, first generation Cameroon American woman, Indian South American, South African child prodigy, autistic woman, bisexual woman, 40 year old single black mom doctor with great braids, 
tons of literally gen- there the, the a lot of the women with the with the if you look at all the women <laughs> there's there's going to be two that you can go okay they don't fit under this category but there's literal genius women like every single woman on here with the exception of two <laughs> are scientists or engineers uh but there's still four white dudes and two blondies those two women uh who all fit the bill of probable racist and uh based on <laughs> They had to choose teams. They they got to choose teams. You had to win a competition and then choose teams, uh, uh, teams of four. So the person who won, they had four competitions. One person from each competition got to choose people on their team, and then based on based on uh, a couple of their decisions, I could I I could I like I knew right then I can look at their I can look at some of these people's um, their 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 profile bio, whatever they did, the pre-roll before all of the action they did, uh, the interviews. And then I can look at their choices and I just, I just know (laughs) that these people aren't going to be good people in the end. And I know that's a little judgmental of me, but come on, don't say like you've worked hard your entire life and you're a white woman like that. You're, you're, you're going to turn out fine. It's the Cameroon and the, uh, Indian and the, the, uh, you know, the other ones that are going to <laughs> struggle more than you, but whatever. It's not, it's not a competition, not a competition. Anyway, I look forward to this season of big brothers. Only my second season. I have no plans to go back and watch the other ones. Uh, don't suggest it because people have, and I'm not going to do that. And this is going to be fun. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see. Just knock out the white guys. Oh God. Except there's one, there's one white guy who I think is cool. He's uh he lives in Hawaii. He says he's from Hawaii. I don't think he is. I don't think he's Hawaiian. Uh, but yeah. And everybody's talking about showmances. We don't need showmances. Just do the show. Just do, just do, just do Big Brother. God, like, like when you're on, like the, like if I'm watching, which I, which I have done multiple times uh, over the past year and a half. Uh, if I'm watching a season of Survivor, and the first thing you say is, I might be looking for love. I don't know. You're immediately on my hit list. I'm looking for love. I don't care, guys. We're here to compete. We're here to win. Outwit, outlast, outplay. I think that's what Survivor's uh, thing is. All right, we're nine minutes, 40 seconds in. We can continue with this episode. First things first. Universal is setting up some new deals for streaming. So as we've talked about over the past year with this pandemic, is that there's there has to be an option. I don't think I've ever voiced this out loud. God, I got dark quick. There has to be an option outside of traditional theatrical releases so that everyone wins. So HBO Max, Warner's, the Warner Brothers, uh, independently, and the Warner Sister Dot, has said, <laughs> Warner Brothers, excuse me, I'm sorry, that was a stupid joke. I tried, I, there's, too many, there's two different jokes I wanted to get in there, and I fit them both in to, to no, to my regrets. Oh, that's a good title for the episode. <laughs> to my regrets. Okay. So, Warner's uh, Warner's started release, Warner Brothers released movies day and date for the next year, from December of last year until December of this year, day and date with theaters, so that they can they can earn you know some of this some of this capital back. Uh, Universal early on uh, put on put a couple of their movies, and I think it was I think it just amounts to amounted to um, Trolls World Tour, which is, again I think is a is a fantastic movie way better than the first uh anyway <laughs> i haven't i've yet to see boss baby and uh, i am willing to pay the five dollars to peacock just to watch it 
and also knock out girls five million. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> nothing else. And Rutherford Falls, and, that, and that's it. Nothing else. And maybe The Godfather, because now that's on there and not on Paramount Plus. I took way too long. I take way too long to watch things. Anyway, so so, Univ- so Universal puts some movies on streaming. Ev- a lot of other studios are forced. I think Paramount, yeah, was forced to sell The Lovebirds to to Netflix. Oh my God. Yeah, it's coming down. <laughs> and also my ears on. Uh, so, so you either sell it, you either release it, or you hold it. And if it's a tentpole, they hold it. Um, the, the the new James Bond, F nine, Quiet Place two, Quiet Place Part two, rather. <laughs> <laughs> you save you save those movies because they're the ones that are going to allow you to make the uh, the smaller ones, the ones that aren't you know pro- programmed to make billions of dollars. So Universal is is going is 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 I mean they have the capital too, but kind of risking it by saying early last not early last year uh, was it early last year was that early last year? At some point last year they said. That they're looking, yeah, it was early, it was early last year, early in the pandemic. At some point, they said that they were looking to skip theatrical or, or, or uh, release movies like within ninety day time frame, or no, excuse me, release movies within like a couple of weeks time frame. And then AMC said, uh, "This sucks, you guys are screwing us over." And then Universal said, "Okay, well, how about ninety days?" And then the theaters said, "Fine." Uh, but now there's new streaming deals that they're setting up. This comes from Variety, written by Brent Lang. Universal moves from a film licensing deal from HBO to Peacock, bolstering streaming service. So what usually happens is that a movie gets released to theaters. And then after it's in theaters, about six months later, it goes to HBO, the premium channel. And then uh, like maybe six to eight months, maybe even a year after that, then a network like FX... Cartoon Network, you know, USA, TNT, they can all they can all try to buy the rights to air that movie. So Universal is going to move its pay one window, if that if that's what it's called, for films from HBO to Peacock. They'd had P, uh, Universal had had that pact with HBO since 2005. Now, Peacock is will have access to Universal's popular franchises, uh, including Jurassic World and Fast and Furious, and Fast and Furious from 2000, the fourth one. And Tokyo Drift are already on there, already on Peacock right now. Uh, and two Fast and Furious, I believe. Uh, as well as Despicable Me movies and spinoffs. New films will appear on the streaming service within four months of their theatrical debut. So you can see Jurassic World in theaters uh, you know, in May, or wait until September, and it'll hit Peacock. Get, if you are a paying subscriber, I can only imagine. This new deal is going to start in 2022, but it's structured differently than the past packs governing the traditional 18-month pay-one window. I was right. <laughs> Look at me. I said six months to a year. Universal Slate will go to Peacock as the pay-one partner for the initial four months of that period, as well as the final four months of that window. So then there's going to be a middle 10 months where it could basically go to anywhere else. It can go to Netflix, it can go to HBO Max, it can go to Disney Plus, wherever. Roughly two streamers or cable networks will have the rights to air Universal Films during that period. 
Under the past agreement with HBO, Universal was able to license certain Illumination titles to Netflix, which is why Despicable Me and Secret Life of Pets films routinely turned up on the subscription service. Now, I do think this is a uh, a, a, a solid move for them, uh, especially coming up in the, in the next uh, segment of this story, is that they have they have uh, another pact going on, which we'll get to right now. This also comes from a variety written by Angelique Jackson. Amazon Prime Video and IMDb TV signed multi-year licensing deal with Universal. And I think uh, from, from this point forward, we're going to see a lot of, uh, Prime, if Prime Video makes a move, then IMDb TV is going to be alongside them. Amazon's Prime Video and IMDb TV have inked a multi-year licensing deal with Universal Filmed Entertainment Group, bringing blockbusters like Jurassic World, Dominion, and F9 to the company's streaming platforms. Under the new agreement, that sounds familiar, right? Prime Video will have an exclusive pay-one window for Universal's slate of live-action films in the U.S. That's starting in 2022. It will also receive rights to package uh, Universal's library movies. Now, this is they made this deal the same week, within probably like within a couple of days of each other. So this means... Uh, hold on, pick my part for initial four months of the post theatrical period, as well as four months. Uh, both period. So, to me, this looks like they are uh, they're, they're they're hedging their bets and splitting things up because if you put them on that that first four month period is going to go to Peacock, and then that next ten month period. Oh my gosh, that is some strong. Lightning, baby. Or thunder. <laughs> thunder is for light and light is for thunder. Is that the title? So it seems to me that this is this is the middle part. This is the, uh, the good middle part. So they've already gotten their, their second middle part. Uh, or the first middle part, rather. So that means during that 10-month period, I what this sounds like to me is Amazon is going to be one of the companies that... Fast and Furious will go to, or Jurassic World will go to. Notably, IMDb TV is the first AVOD service to secure network window rights from a major studio with Universal's 2020, 2020 to 2021 movies, including F9, Sing 2, Old, and more. Set to live exclusively on Amazon's premium free streaming service. So AVOD is uh, is a free, is free, is ad-supported, ad-supported video on demand. Um... Uh, IMDb, Tubi, Pluto, and Crackle are some of the top ones. Uh, I just recently deleted, I, you know, Google Chromecast with Google TV, which I'll just now call Google TV, does not have a lot of memory on board. It has four gigabytes of memory, and who knows how much RAM? Probably two gigs of RAM. And uh, it runs a little bit sluggishly, not, <laughs> I have to admit. Uh, but but that that memory fills up quickly because apps are ever updating. And so I've I've had I've had all the major apps downloaded, streaming video apps and uh, some music apps downloaded to um, both of the. I have one. I have a Google TV connected to the main TV and a Google TV connected to the bedroom TV. And I've on both of them, I've had to delete a handful of stuff of apps uh 
because it's just not there's not enough and so anyway there's not enough room so anyway the one of the first things to go was crackle because crackle sucks butt and i think sony should stop they should just stop that service crackle is one of the is probably the uh besides hulu was the first like streaming free streaming video thing and uh and now it stinks so get rid of it sony For the Prime Video side of the deal, Universal's blockbuster titles like Jurassic World Dominion, the, thir- the 355, and Ambulance will deb- debut on Peacock before heading to Prime Video four months later. Like I said, I was correct. So all they have to do is find a second, a second, um, anyone who, who who sees value in having Universal uh, Universal's movies on their streaming service. And let me look at my phone because I have all of the services on here. Uh, you know, if, if, I mean, it's not going to go to Disney plus, um, they go to Paramount plus, they could team up with Paramount plus for, for that 10 month window, HBO, Showtime stars and prime. So those are the five, those are the five ones, unless there's like another major one I'm missing, but those are the five ones that they could team up with. Now, interestingly enough, Viacom CBS has also said that, even even though they have Paramount Plus, they're willing to license out their shows and movies to other platforms. So that's why you saw. I think I know Evil is on Netflix, um, but that's why you saw shows like Evil, and uh, I think Clarice uh, are also are on Netflix right now. And you know, Evil I think is still in in, in like the one of the most viewed shows on there uh, as of late on Netflix. Uh, you know how they do their analytics, which is they they don't they don't tell anybody about them. Uh, so I I do believe that that this is it's a it's a benef- it's a you know if you lease your stuff out to Netflix I mean it's beneficial to uh, you at, because someone's going to go okay when does Evil season two come out Evil season two started a couple weeks ago all right where is it it's on Paramount Plus Paramount Plus five bucks let me pay the five bucks I'll binge the whole season in a, in a couple of in a day or so and then but now I also have access to Paramount Plus which also has live uh cbs and uh and has big brother and has the big brother live feeds and then it's got uh survivor and the, the new rugrats and so now i can now i have all access to all this stuff for the month that i paid for so you're still gonna get money the deal builds on a recent announcement that peacock that brought peacock to fire tv customers and furthers a partnership between amazon and nbc universal oh yeah i completely forgot about that that happened a couple weeks ago and also, let's stop. Let's stop launching. Look, or first of all, let's stop launch, launching uh, streaming services. But second, let's stop launching streaming services on certain platforms and then wanting more money from another platform. I hate that. Hey, this first, this next story, this first story, and that was just a teaser. This first story, this next, Jesus, I did it again. This next story comes from Billboard, written by Marissa R. Ross, Kane Brown, Mickey Guyton, and the Brothers Arsborn, on country's more inclusive future. Oh no, Werner Herzog is here. Yes, it's me, Werner Herzog. I lost it. So this is a good feature piece uh, uh, Ms. Ross wrote, talking about, talking to these uh, three acts, three, three country acts, uh, who have all made a place for themselves in country music without having the acceptance that uh, every you know other genre was bring to the people they are. So the Brothers Osborne, T.J. Osborne came out this year, uh, and 
it had it's been a huge impact on his life because he was you know the the brunette white guy who sings country music kind of didn't fit in with the mold same thing for mickey guyton who's a black woman obviously has two things that don't work inside country and the third came brown who is a uh a black man i was gonna say light skin i didn't want to quantify it like that though and so i think this is just a very uh nice uh piece that really that they they it was i think it was like a zoom conversation so they they all had a chance to to talk about um what what their places are like and and how hard uh it's been for them like mickey she came she came to uh nashville i think at 28 and she and now she's 38 and it's it's tough to to find a foothold because she's a, a black woman and and T.J. Osborne mentions, or one of the Osbournes mentions that uh, you have that 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 she has to like women typically have to sing about heartbreak and being in love and and you know getting hurt and stuff like that. And I, I just I, th- I just think this is a very nice piece uh, that I found today. Full disclosure, I found it today. We're we're coming off a holiday. It took uh, it took a while to find something decent to talk about. Uh, there's also a very nice, I think it was CBS Sunday Morning profile that um, uh, Anthony, one of the Anthonys from, there's two Anthonys that host CBS uh, this morning. But on CBS Sunday Morning, which is the news magazine show, Anthony uh, DeCopo and uh, Gail King and Anthony, Tony DeCopo, uh, God, I don't know his name, CBS This Morning. It's it's tough to know people. There's so many people out there. It's tough to know their names. Uh, Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason did a profile piece for CBS Sunday Morning talking to the Osbournes. And you get to know uh, TJ and uh, John. Anyway, check out this piece. Uh, I can't, I mean, it's just an interview. <laughs> but they all talk about uh, what's what's what they're going to do after the pandemic and going on tours and playing shows. And, and Mickey Guyton uh, in particular has you know her her show her song rather black like me that came out after Breonna Taylor and George Floyd uh were were uh killed that really put her kind of in the spotlight and uh you know anyway read the read the interview really good and this final thing again found today <laughs> comes from Ted Johnson over at Deadline Joe Biden signs executive order calling for greater antitrust scrutiny just as tech and media giants seek merger greenlight. Joe Biden signed a wide-ranging executive order signaling that his administration will take an aggressive stance toward antitrust enforcement with calling on federal agencies to take more than 70 actions to counter the wave of consolidation across the economy. So this plays into what's been happening in the entertainment industry where a company like I just talked about BuzzFeed uh, going public and doing a, uh, doing a merger with complex. Uh, and after having bought Huff, HuffPost uh, from Verizon and uh, going public with the SPAC uh, in the, in the coming uh, weeks or months. And then Amazon bought MGM, Disney bought 
Fox, you know, I'm sure Apple's going to make a giant move at some point. The rumor, the rumor, this is this is this is not a joke, but Reese Witherspoon is might be looking to sell Hello Sunshine, a production company, and uh, one of the headlines was Apple is looking to to probably buy it because they they Hello Sunshine, you know, makes um, produces the morning show. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think again. I think Reese is white Oprah, and she's she's really trying to get the billions up in there. The billions, good for her though. I mean, you can't hate her, even though she kind of puts herself in the white savior roles for her shows and movies. Uh, the the order not only calls for stricter antitrust enforcement, it's true, stricter antitrust enforcement for enforcement, but even a review of mergers that already have gotten the government green light. Very smart. I think this is a good move. We don't. We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to. I mean, it, it's. It, again, I'm going to keep hammering this home. When oh, and also uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery. Um, when when Disney bought Fox and people were so excited. Oh, the X Men. Oh, Spider Man. Oh, everybody's going to be hanging out with everybody, doing stuff. Uh, it has. I think it is just diluted and watered down a lot of the industry. Uh, and it just kind of makes everything samey. And that's not to say that, you know, what Disney does is bad. Uh, I, I just watch Monsters at Work. And it's, uh, not, while not bad, it's not good. <laughs> but, but it's not a good show. It looks like DreamWorks worked really hard to make that show. <laughs> That's what that's what monsters at work looks like. It look that's what it looks like, and that's what the jokes sound like because it is not good. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? But but you know you know Disney does Disney does have hits. Disney does make hits. But the but the thing is that when you're you're taking out the competition where you're buying all that stuff, like it's like it's uh, even though I'm an Android guy, it's uh, Google, you know, and Apple uh, and Amazon buying up other companies that do the same things that they do. It's Google buying Waze, even though you have Google Maps. And so now you have two of the competing map services, even though they offer different things, but it's, it's still the same thing. Google um, trying to be the only search engine. Apple uh, not allowing other app stores on their platform, whereas Google and Amazon, you can have multiple app stores. Uh, uh, app stores. <laughs> Plap stores. So it's it's uh, it's... It's a tricky thing, uh, but I think in the end, you just have to, you can't side with the business on this. It's, if everything is one thing, then nothing matters. It's pretty good. Pretty good quote. If I do say so myself, it keeps getting darker and I, so that means I keep getting darker. Should I move closer to the camera? Uh, so now we're talking about things like, like Amazon MGM. And Johnson writes, I had to look back up at the name. <laughs> they, uh, but the relative size of the studio, uh, MGM, especially compared to Hollywood's major studios, has raised doubts among a number of antitrust experts that the government could win a court challenge should it sue to block the deal. Amazon has pointed to other recent far larger mergers, yes, like Walt Disney's com- combination with Fox, that the government uh, greenlit, uh, that, that, the, that got the government green light with relatively little turbulence. Yeah, I remember uh when what was it? When AT&T was buying Warner, uh 
Trump said something, but he didn't he didn't exactly act on anything. And uh, I don't think anyone batted an eye about again. I don't think anyone um, in a high position, in a high enough position, batted an eye about uh, Disney and Fox. There's going to be a point. Dude, what I mean, I, I keep I, I, again. This is a, this was a topic too. Uh, when AT and T had to be broken up into singular, <laughs> singular wireless, and uh, Bell South or Bell, excuse me, Bell South was down here. Uh, you know, it, it, I think that's going to have to happen again. But then, but then at some point, there's just going to be a point where you know, like if Disney and, and Fox break up in ten years, there's going to be some point. Where Disney's gonna, or where they're, if they're forced to break up, uh, or twentieth, it'll be twentieth century. Excuse me, not Fox. But if Disney and twentieth break up in ten years because of government intervention, then at some point, or the or they're spun off into its own company, which is what AT and T did with Warner, and so now that's how they're. I'm talking. That's how they're dealing with it. Um. Wouldn't they just threw me off my friggin' boat? I'm off my boat. What? <laughs> off my boat. That's uh my sequel to the Fresh Off the Boat show that was canceled um, on ABC, and now they don't have any shows with uh, Asian Americans or Asians in there. Listen, Disney, hire me. <laughs> Come on, man. I know I took a lot of shots at you, but you know that's uh that means I, it just means I love you. The um the there was a oh god this week too on uh the Simpsons on Disney Plus released a uh, a short about uh, Loki coming to Springfield and I love the Simpsons to death I will I'll friggin uh, defend the last twenty to fifteen years of the show fifteen to twenty years of the show I'll I'll watch it I'll I watch it every friggin day. That four minutes, and it's not even four minutes. It was like two and a half minutes of animation and uh, two and a half minutes of <laughs> credits. That four minutes was hands down the worst four minutes of The Simpsons that has ever aired. And I, they should never do something like that again. And I don't, I don't care if Disney offers them all the money in the world. That it was the, it was. It was a gross use of um, company synergy. And they can do shorts. They can release stuff on social. Um, and even then, that's so, the stuff they, like they did. They did something on social uh, about Trump, I think, like two or three times uh, over the past couple of years. And it's, it's just never been good. And so they need to avoid stuff like that. And they also need to avoid like stuff that's not contemporary, uh, that's of the moment. So, and then they also just need to avoid this, this synergy thing. You don't need to do it. Al Jean, who, who else works there? Uh, Matt Selman. <laughs> I'm thinking of people from like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like graining probably doesn't even go in there anymore. He probably, he probably just signs off on, you know, story, story ideas. Um, yeah, I mean, they just, that was, it was bad. It was not good. And now I know how Star Wars fans feel about The Last Awakens, you know? <laughs> the Last the last Force Awakens, wherever the hell that thing's called. Because uh, like, apparently people didn't like it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I can't even get the title right. 
But that was just such a bad. It was bad. It was just bad. Speaking of Tom Hiddleston, I'm I'm not going to watch Loki. But speaking of Tom Hiddleston, I have a feeling that he's going to host SNL, the season opener. I think it should be Conan. I've been watching the um, Story of Late Night documentary on CNN. And uh, it's 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 well done. It's kind of rushed. They're kind of just they they only give themselves six episodes, and they're kind of just dancing over a lot of stuff. Uh, they didn't even speak to Arsenio, and I think I mean obviously they floated. They asked him, uh, but he's he has like there's like an episode that's about him, him and Carson and uh, Joan Rivers. Uh, like I think it's like episode two or three, and he or it might be three, and he's and he's talked about, but he's not talked to. <laughs> Definitely noticeable. But I, uh, but anyway, Conan ended a couple weeks ago, and you know he he's everybody knows he's he worked on SNL for a little bit, and so I th- I think that if I was NBC, if I was Lauren Michaels, and if I was and if I was thinking about you know we're halfway through the summer and the first the season starts in September or October, I think it would be. The, the first person I would get is Conan. I don't care about ratings. I don't because you're going to, it's the season, it's, it's season opener. You're going to have good ratings anyway. But if they get Conan to host, oh my God, that would be so beautiful. Such a great, great homage to his work there uh, years and years and years ago, 20, 30 years ago at this point. Um, yeah, they should get Conan. But I think it's going to be Tom Hiddleston, barring any you know, major something happening at the uh, Olympics and like an American person, American person competing at the Olympics has a, a, a decent enough personality and they, and they go, okay, we'll get this person to, to, to host. Also, I've been watching on Peacock a lot of old SNL because I, as my first episode was Betty White. So I've been watching basically everything before that and not everything. I've been, I, I skip around. Uh, a, it's not as good as you remember. Uh, if you if you grew up with you know seasons twenty through twenty eight, it's not as good as you remember. But anyway, <laughs> or you know seasons the first the first like fifteen seasons are bad. But <laughs> but I think um, it's you can see you can see an evolution of comedy where where the jokes for you know the first fifteen seasons are very slow and they're not really upfront and uh, and now they're kind of rapid fire uh, quick pace and all that stuff. So let's get back to this executive order. <laughs> Getting far less attention on Capitol Hill, Johnson writes, is Discovery's proposed merger with Warner Media, in part because it unwinds a transaction that was challenged unsuccessfully by the Justice Department, the AT&T combination with Time Warner. Biden has yet to name a new chief for the Justice Department's antitrust division, which will give an indication of how major mergers will be reviewed. Biden also singled out cable and telecom companies as targets of some of his proposals, as he noted that 65 million Americans are in the areas with only one high-speed internet service provider, and that's a that's a very important thing. Then in in middle America, uh, you know, I, I I live in a in, in Atlanta. I live in a, a city that offers Google Fiber, AT and T, you know, uh, Verizon, uh, T Mobile, all this stuff, and um, it's. I, it's it's important that you know we talk about uh, liberties and freedom and all, I don't know why just Bush is here, but it's important it's imperative that we start getting 
internet access to, to people who don't have immediate internet access. And then also, uh, or they have only one option. And then also on top of that, it's, it's the people who, uh, are, who, who don't have devices for that internet access. Like, um, like during the pandemic, people who I, I read tons of stories about New York families who come from underprivileged backgrounds and they in the schools had to give them, you know, iPads or laptops, uh, what have you uh, during this pandemic. And they didn't have Internet at home. And they had to go to public libraries or, you know, the free city Wi-Fi that's in the parks or something like that. And that's just a, that's just a hassle, and that just doesn't work for everybody. And it doesn't work for anybody. Not everybody. It doesn't work for anybody. And that's you know that's one thing that I agree with Elon Musk on. Other than that, I don't like him at all. Uh, but he has Asperger's, and we have to be nice to him now. That's one. That's one thing I do agree with him on, though, is that he he wants that Starlink thing. The the he wants to give free internet to people. The the satellite internet from the space, and even that's not that good. I've been reading stuff on that. So let's get these bands together. Let's get <laughs> let's get these bands together. Hey, listen, that was a that was an episode of the Constitutionals. Two ten, if I remember the number correctly. If you like what you heard here, head to the website. Hold on. Breaking news. Joker rolls in the Wimbledon semis. Yeah, bro. I like Djokovic. If you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where there are so many different, sorry, I'm testing out the, the audio for the thing, where there are, uh, uh, you know, interviews with your favorite comedians, Shelby Wolstein, Chris Gethard, Maria Bamford, Jimmy Pardo, Ron Funches, Craig Ferguson, Larry the Cable Guy, Jen Kirkman, Matt Brogger, Jermaine Fowler, <laughs> just naming all the famous ones. Except for one of them, uh, whose name I said first was that I should. But I count them among the same group. <laughs> if you want to see a video version of the show, go to youtube.com slash C plus comedy. Where you can see me, uh, see me sitting like the Phantom of the Opera. Half my face is black and half my face is white. <laughs> that was very good. You can see a happy birthday balloon from... Uh, approximately two weeks ago now. <laughs> two weeks tomorrow. Still sitting here. Lights warm on my face. See me react to the thunder and lightning outside. Very, very frightening. Galileo, Galileo. Also on YouTube.com slash C comedy is our premiere show News Time, which is a uh, daily show ripoff. I take one story and I dissect it. This week was BuzzFeed SPAC. They're going to go public with a SPAC merger with a blank check company, if you haven't heard about SPACs. And I talk about that. I talk about how New York Times was the first, basically, first uh, digital media company. Oh, God. Because they're now their digital media. Um, Was the first newspaper to do it, the first news whatever to do it. And all the other news things and how BuzzFeed can succeed and, you know, where it stands and all that stuff. So, pretty good episode. Check it out. And uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at C Plus Comedy. Me on Twitter and Instagram, at Chad Black White. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, share it with your friends. Please do. 
Don't just watch the Instagram cutout. If you made it this far, then you're not watching the Instagram cutouts. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.